Welcome back to the Religion and Story podcast. We're continuing our discussion from last week on religion in America. All right, so the, the next question, not study, I've been corrected already, is regarding uh, how important people think religion is. And Michael already commented on this earlier because I think this uh, informs the rest of the discussion. Uh, 53% of people say religion is very important to them. 24% say it's somewhat important. 11% say it's not too important. And then another 11% say it's not important at all. Um, we've already commented on this a little bit, but what, what else does this tell us on a broader sense about um, the American culture? Well, it's hard to say exactly uh, what we should be getting uh, from it because it's vague. What exactly is very important? Um, and if you identify with a religion at all, you'd, it's almost uh, weird to say that it's not very important because that's the thing that you're supposed to say if it was. Now, if these people are being extremely honest, well, more props to them. Uh, but I find it, I found it, uh, interesting that religion was only very important to 53% of the people. Uh, even atheists, if they claim atheism as their religion, they're, they're devout in it usually. And you, they would even say that it's important to them. Yeah, that, that somewhat group is the most uh, mysterious or nebulous. The 11%, okay, I understand, and the not at all, the, so the not too important and not at all important, that kind of makes sense, especially uh, Catholicism is well known for having people who are Catholic in name, but it's not that important to them, and they probably recognize that. Um, and depending on how atheists are answering the question, yeah, that would affect uh, some no, things. No, but really... But the it, somewhat important, that is that is very strange. If you go up to most people and you just simply ask them, is religion a very important thing to you? They will just, to uh, save face, they will say, yes, it is. They don't want to be somebody that uh, is guilty of saying, oh, no, I don't really don't care. It's not that big of a deal. I know that that sort of a thing is growing, but it, I would still think those people are hard to find, and I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. So, I, okay, so let me put out a, a guess here. To me, this seems like um, an educated group of Christians who realize that they're they are, not just Christians, though. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, educated religious people who have a cultural background in faith care about their faith, but when they honestly look at the way their lives have been changed by their faith, they see that it's really not the most impactful uh, idea within their life. Take, for example, a, a cultural Catholic person who gets really excited when the Pope issues an edict that agrees with one of their political positions. But when the Pope go, uh, goes and issues a position that is very much against their political ideology, they ignore it completely. And if you had an honest conversation with that person, they'd say, well, it somewhat affects me. I pay attention to it, but does it really shape who I am? Not so much. I think we should commend these people for being honest. We just should prod them to really see where this logic goes and why are they not willing to completely give their life over to, to faith? Amen.
You didn't think you were going to get an amen in the podcast, did you? I, I did not. I did not. But no, yeah, that's exactly what Stephen was saying, yeah. or similar to what Stephen was saying. Um, I think yeah, that that makes sense. That uh, or just people are being honest, which is, and Michael, you probably know more about how polling works. I I, I I'm always surprised by well, I, very I honest that, answers in polls. I, I don't think it's safe to say that they went and found out or found a bunch of educated people to do this poll or else it's kind of a, a, a pigeonhole uh, Agreed. survey then. Agreed. So yeah. I would assume it, that some of these people are, you know, just regular normal people that, because even before we were saying uh, a lot of these people that are answering this way are people that don't have a clue. They, they don't have any spiritual reference, and that's why it would make sense that they would answer this way. And so it'd be safe to say that if we're going to assume that for that uh, question, we'd assume the same for this one. I, I think both answers can be right, and we'd have to run some, some type of cross tabs where we could look at, you know, for those who answered somewhat, what's their uh, educational background, that sort of thing. Um, I, I would say one, one other quick point on this, just to get at Daniel's question about is polling legitimate? And we'll do a quick aside on this. Uh, one of my professors uh, says that he, he cares more about what people do than what they say. Um, oh, yeah. That's definitely something to consider that people are going to answer uh, politically correct for certain questions mm-hmm. and what they actually do is that, yeah. Uh, right. That's, that's called, uh, excuse me, that is called social desirability bias. I'm going to say what I think the pollster wants to hear, even though the po- I'll never talk to this pollster again. So people will say that they attend church more often than they do. They'll say that religion is more important than it actually is to them. So when we see the variation, we should take it uh, as probably smaller than it actually is. Uh, perhaps there's more people who would, when you look at the way they live their life, they go to church less than they say they do. Religion isn't as important as they say that it is. That's why, um, while it's really good for us to talk about these things, in case-by-case base, uh, and on a case-by-case basis, we want people to... We want to react to the way people actually live their lives. Uh, so the takeaway for the listeners is if you are ever part of a poll, answer the opposite of your belief. Uh, if you are um, pretty wholesome and conservative, then uh, so that way you'll counteract other people messing up the polls. At least, uh, moving on. <laughs> sorry, I was going to say at least two out of ten need to conspire with each other to make sure that they skew it just so it ends out correctly. Exactly. That's how polls should really be working. Uh, moving on to our second to last uh, question as part of the survey is uh, it's regarding prayer. And so we find in this survey that 55% of people say they pray daily or more. Uh, 21% say they pray weekly or monthly. 23% say seldom or never. And again, we have the 1% who declined or refused to answer. And those are perhaps the most Christian of all people because they know that you don't pray and tell. Uh, You're supposed to pray in secret. They've they've read Matthew 5. Right. I'm a little disappointed Um, that number wasn't higher. Yeah. Can I go ahead? uh, Yeah, Stephen, please uh, go ahead. I was just going to note that that, those numbers are very similar to the numbers in the previous one about uh, who takes religion seriously. Yeah, and since we were just talking about uh, poll numbers being skewed because people want to answer uh, in a uh, pleasing way. Um, 
and Michael, what was that called again? Social, social. desirability bias. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. So for, I do not believe these numbers at all. I do not believe <laughs> that 55% of people play, pray daily or more. And if it is that high, it, I believe it is because the Muslim population is bumping it up. I really do. I, I, from my experience, sense. from my experience with other Christians and myself, maybe it's just me, uh, praying daily. If it's for meals, and I even struggle to pray before every meal, and that's on me. That is that a biblical command? Are we supposed to pray before every meal? No, Michael said a blanket prayer for all meals like ten years ago. We're good until you're dead. For, uh, you can't for all blanket, meals. You cannot blanket prayer other people's meals. You can do your own, but not. You can't do it for all of humanity. Okay, well, Stephen, you need to do your own blanket prayer and fix this issue. I don't believe. Um, in I, I, I was gonna respond to that and say, well, one, I I like to have some optimism regarding polls. I, I like to think that this is uh, remotely uh, close to um, reality. Um, but I was thinking every good podcast deserves a Bruce Almighty reference. And uh, Bruce Almighty has informed my perception of the public for many years now, which is probably not a good thing. But I always think of there's one scene in the movie where... Jennifer Aniston's character, who hasn't shown herself to be particularly religious in this movie, um, is praying um, regarding uh, relationship issues that she's having with Jim Carrey's character, um, and and I that makes me wonder. And these are coming from probably mostly secular writers, perhaps um, who are creating these characters. And it, I I always have wondered, and have probably even assumed, is that how secular people actor that the people who aren't the 33% going to church every week, um, do they, do they in fact pray, um, just occasionally for things that they deem are important? Maybe not praying how we would say you should be praying, but praying nonetheless. Uh, real quick before I answer your question, I want to blow your mind, Daniel. So Bruce Almighty was written and directed by Tom Shadiak who is a professor at Pepperdine uh, University. I've met him. He's a very nice guy, uh, perhaps not not the most conservative religiously, but definitely a religious person. So okay. uh, it was written by an insider, if you will. <laughs> um, I, I really do think that, that Daniel, you're, pu- you're putting forward the, the right representation that we should look at, that there are those people who are far from the church, they're far from what we would consider traditional religious life, but when they have times of trouble, they're going to go to God. They have no place else to go. They feel powerless, and they will offer up what they, you know, what they hope gets past the ceiling, as, you, as we've heard before. Um, because of that, I think that the, the seldom or never is is perhaps that's the discouraging group but the weekly or monthly people who the people who pray weekly or monthly perhaps are those who are willing to say yeah when i'm in trouble when i'm stressed i pray that that's a point of entry for for conversation um i i agree with steven that 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 group is perhaps a little bigger but it is uh people trying to be honest about their um 
their lack of knowledge about how to pray and not really having the tools for how to have that personal relationship with God. Makes sense. So the the uh, the last question, uh, if you want to look at some more details, because this one has a lot more breakdown for specific stats, um, you should look up the Pew Research study, uh, Changing Religious Landscapes. Specifically, we've been looking at if the U.S. had 100 people charting Americans' religious beliefs and practices. So the last question is in regards to uh, people identifying with their childhood religion. So did they keep the religion of their childhood? 58% still identify with their childhood religion. Um, and then we have 42% no longer identify with their childhood religion. And it, spe- it breaks that down into certain groups. Notably, I'll say 21% of those had been a Protestant, 13% of those had been Catholic. It does say in the footnote that it is possible that they switched within the group, so uh, okay. within Protestant religion. So you could be born a Baptist and then you converted to Methodism. Name, Church name of Christ Pro- after reading right. Muscle in the Shovel. So, Yeah, so what are y'all's thoughts on this study? You know, it's it's so hard to... So many people often say, oh, I don't want to talk about statistics or numbers. And usually I say to those people, just get over yourself. You know, just deal with the numbers as they are. Let's have this conversation. On this one, I almost lean towards saying that I I hate to reflect on this because I don't know if these people are perhaps becoming more serious about faith and going to a place where they've done research and they, they want to go to a church that better reflects their views or they have just said, I don't care, and I'm now married to this person who goes to this church, so therefore I'm switching. Um, yeah, I, I think that from what we've seen in the other answers from the other surveys, that it's leaning towards the latter, that people are um, going towards the religion that best fits their comforts or their current life situation. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So y'all are both saying that this this or this particular question isn't revealing a whole lot about um, the American culture because they could either be doing something better, um, moving towards something better, or they could be changing for um, sort of uh, reasons that aren't that important, or they have left the faith even. So there's a spectrum mm-hmm. of things that this could be saying, and it doesn't. Right. Tell us a whole lot. Well, and, I think it does speak to something uh, specifically that we've been well aware of for a long time is that we are not necessarily converting people that are outside of the church and teaching people that haven't heard the truth, but we're just basically trading uh, members from one congregation to another. Type stealing of thing. sheep, I think, is what a lot yeah. of people call that. Uh, that does remind me sorry I'm cutting you off Michael Um, that does remind me that this does probably have implications for how we raise children Um, and we have to realize 58% that's uh, that is still a majority of religious adherents are getting their faith from the faith of their childhood so it is important how parents are raising their children that is still the statistically the best way to gain a, a convert Real quick thought on what you just said, Daniel. 
we have to remember that that's 58% of the U.S. population as a whole. So it doesn't necessarily represent any shifts that we've seen in millennials, uh, our generation. If I was to guess, and this is completely a guess, I would say that that number is lower, uh, that more and more millennials are willing to shift within uh, within their shift their religious preference. One other quick thing. Um, I think it's, it's important to note that the three Crouch brothers who are represented on this podcast, if you go two generations back within our family, our family was made up of shifters, people who shifted from one Christian faith to another. And I would say that all three of us are very appreciative of that, that we were raised in families that took uh, that shift very seriously, that our, our grandfather, our grandmother were willing to think very uh, deeply and think very hard about making this dramatic change within their own lives. And hopefully that continues for generations to come that we're, uh, we're serious about that commitment. Again, if you want to find any of the surveys that we are referencing, if you just go to pewresearch.org or if you Google Pew Research US 100 people, uh, you, you can easily find it there, charting Americans' religious beliefs and practices. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Thanks for listening.